0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Oh, we all like to make a little bit of money, and it is time to do just that. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, a.k.a. Canty and Carlin. You normally catch 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time here on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're in for Greeny today. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can find great candidates, and it's easy. ZipRecruiter ziprecruiter finds and matches the right candidates for you. Our listeners can try it for free today at ziprecruiter.com/greeny, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I like money. You like money? Love money. You know who makes money? For us, Joe Fortinbaugh, ESPN betting analyst who joins us right now. Joseph,
2: good morning. Gentlemen, always a pleasure to be with you. I was told I'd be dealing with Greeny today, and instead I get the B squad, but that's okay. I'm wow. still going to bring the Apex. Wow. <laughs> he <laughs> thought he was getting Pat Mahomes, he got Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Kenny, you like that? You knew I
3: was going to come out firing. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Congratulations on all the money you got coming your way and to your listeners as well because we are in the heart of football season, but now it's time to get to it because it is a football Friday.
2: Absolutely. Love you guys. Uh, Still waiting for the invite to come on the afternoon show at some point to talk picks. Maybe we'll get around to that at some point, but uh, jokes aside, it is great to be with you. You want to start pro, you want to start college, it's up to you. I'm ready to fire. Let's start with the pros and don't sit by the phone. All right. <laughs> Bengals
1: okay. yes. let's start with the Bengals and the Cowboys and listen we understand what the situation is with the Cowboys at the quarterback position the Bengals looked awful last week but and still had a chance to win the game who you got here
2: all right so this game open or I should say it would be Dallas it'd probably be around two and a half if Prescott hadn't gotten hurt but the Prescott injury moves the number all the way up to almost as high as eight we saw it touch Cincinnati minus eight earlier in the week then it started coming back down and when it moved from seven and a half to seven that was significant because seven is a very key number in sports betting why a lot of games end on a differential of seven 28 21 24 17 you see where i'm going here so to move from seven and a half to seven that's some sophisticated money back in the cowboys I don't agree with it. I'm playing Cincinnati, and I know the public's going to be with me on that, and I'm fine with that because I think the original power ranking on the Dallas Cowboys was wrong. Even with Prescott, this was a bad team in my opinion. There are O-line issues. There are issues at wide receiver. There are issues on defense guys like Cooper and Gregory left in the offseason and they didn't replace him. They didn't do a good enough job. Now Prescott's hurt, and oh, by the way, you're going you're gonna to face a Cincinnati team that is coming off a horrendous loss last week. A minus five turnover differential. You don't think they worked on that all week at practice? You don't think that was the big message about protecting the football? They owned Pittsburgh in that box score. They ran 33 more plays. They had 165 total yards of offense more. They held the ball for an additional 17 minutes, but they blew it because of the turnovers. I don't see dallas going plus five in turnover differential i think cincinnati rolls them joe let's jump to the nfc south divisional matchup
3: between the bucks and the saints tampa laying two and a half on the road i get that tom brady has been owned by the new orleans saints a one and four record since he's taken over the buccaneers quarterback going up against the saints with his lone win being in the playoffs in 2020 let me ask you this question In the past, the reason why the Buccaneers have struggled has been because of the Saints' defense. But based on what we saw in week one from that Saints' offense, Jameis Winston, particularly in the fourth quarter, is that a reason to believe in the Saints
2: in this spot, especially getting two-and-a-half points at home? Great question and great points. And I think that leads into why there's value in playing the Saints. I actually like the Saints to win this game outright. I wouldn't Mm. even take the two-and-a-half. But you can if you want. But I like them to win the game outright. I think the key to this, and you would know this as well as anybody else – Bad offensive lines do not travel in the NFL. Bad offensive lines will get exposed on the road. The crowd noise and everything that gives the opposing defensive line that that fractional second to fire off the ball. It's one of the reasons Minnesota's defense is so good at home and so suspect on the road because they have that great crowd noise. That's what New Orleans has here. And When you're going against a banged-up Tampa offensive line that also happens to have injuries all over the wide receiver position, Good luck to Brady moving the ball against one of the NFL's better defenses. Now, at the same time, people might be hesitant on New Orleans because they saw last week against a bad Atlanta team, and they thought, man, they almost lost that game. Almost is the operative word. Colts couldn't close out their business. Titans couldn't close out their business. But the Saints still found a way. And Jameis Winston didn't play a lot during the preseason, so he's knocking some rust off there. They come home. They've got a bevy of weapons to attack Tampa. I like the Saints to win that game. Patriots
1: Steelers in Pittsburgh Patriots that was a rough performance last week and you just talked about all the turnovers that the Steelers got Pats by two and a
2: half what do you like in this game I'm going under 40 and a half now I'll tell you an open pick money came in sharp money came in on the Patriots so that seems to be the side here I haven't played the side I'm playing the under you talk about a rough performance for the Pats you're right but it wasn't the defense defense actually played pretty well they only gave up 14 points to what's supposed to be an explosive Miami offense remember Miami did score a defensive touchdown in that game we're not putting that on the New England D they gave about 300 total yards they limited Miami's rushing attack they're going to get stops against Mitchell Trubisky who was okay last week but he's not the reason Pittsburgh won right it was the defense forcing those turnovers so now you've got Bill Belichick and the Patriot defense limiting what's going to happen on Pittsburgh's offense and then conversely Pittsburgh's D going up against Mac Jones in the New England offense, which has looked terrible through the preseason and week one. Now, I know they might bounce back because of TJ Watts' injury and all that, but Mac Jones at home in his career, 16 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. On the road, 7 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. The numbers really plummet. I think this is a low-scoring game. I'm going under 40 and a half.
3: Talking to ESPN Sports Betting Analyst Joe Fortenbaugh on Greeny. And Joe, the Colts are on the road with the Jaguars. We've seen this line moving in the Colts' favor. Three, three and a half now at the four at William Hill. I'm curious to know your take on this particular game, especially in the AFC South Division matchup, a division that nobody won in week one.
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, I would play Jacksonville here plus the points. The Colts are very good, very good at playing down to their competition. Like That's their thing. That's what they do. They can have talent on both sides of the ball. They can make splashy acquisitions. They can, they can draft great players. But they always find a way to play down to the competition. Last week is a perfect example. You're just watching them leave Houston in that game and then let Houston take the lead. And then they come back and they have a chance to win, which is what a good team would have done. And then they miss the field goal and cut the kicker. That's what a team like Indy does. So now you're going to go on the road to play Jacksonville, who, let's be honest, the Jaguars have owned the Colts over the last how many years? Like, they always find a way to get them. This is a better coach Jaguar team under Doug Peterson. They've got talent on both sides of the ball. They were in a very good game against Washington last week. I think both teams were better in that game than a lot of people realize, and that they should be elevated power ranking-wise as a result. But I think the Jags coming home, they're going to make this a very feisty game, and you're going to tell me I can have more than three points with Jacksonville? I will take the additional point. Cantien Carlin in for
1: Greeny on ESPN radio coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. He is Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst. Let's shift to college. What do you like this weekend?
2: Two games. Two games. Marquee games. I'll throw your way. Number one, I would take the 12 and a half with Fresno against USC. I know everybody loves Lincoln Riley in the USC offense. I don't have anything negative to say about him, but the defense does have some issues. Okay. Last week against Stanford. Not a good team. They gave up 28 points and 375 total yards. Now, you might say, that's not too bad. Until you realize Stanford only held the ball for 17 minutes in that game, <laughs> 17 minutes, and they still managed 28 points and 375 total yards. Fresno is better than Stanford. For people who don't pay attention to the late football out there, Fresno is much better than Stanford. They're off a heartbreaking loss to Oregon State. They should have won that game. Jake Hayner, third-year quarterback for the Bulldogs, they're going to keep this thing close. 12 and a half is a lot of points total in this game. Is like 75. So I highly recommend watching it because it's going to be an awesome game to see. I would play Fresno State. I would also lay less than seven with Texas A&M. Nobody wants them after they lost at home to App State last week. That's fine. Goodbye, low spot. Same thing happened last year. They got caught looking ahead to Alabama and they got their teeth kicked in by Mississippi State. So everyone checked out on them. And then the next week, they hosted a night game at Kyle Field and they upset Alabama. Same thing here. Lose to Appalachian State. Next week, you're hosting a night game at Kyle Field against Miami. Money's been coming in on a and I would play A&M as well. And then if you want a little bonus pick, Western Kentucky plus seven at Indiana. Indiana is not a very good team. They are not very explosive. Western Kentucky, after starting one and four last year, they went like eight and one to close the season, something like that. And then they went into this year, and they're already 2-0. and oh. They're a decent program, and they're catching seven. I play the Hilltoppers as well. Plus, they score a
1: ton of points, too, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. They certainly did last year, that's for sure. <laughs> It's a tremendous, tremendous card that you've just laid out for us, Joe. And I look forward to texting you with all my winnings.
2: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And you know what? I will wait by the phone, Carlin. I'm going to wait for the phone. I'd like to come on in the afternoon with you guys at some point. You know, But if it, I understand it's a huge show. You guys are doing a great job. If you get better guests, and let's be honest, there's lots of them out there that are better. But if the opportunity's there, your boy will show up for you. Uh, appreciate it, Joe. We'll get you next week. Thanks, brother. See you, fellas. Best of luck to everybody this weekend. Joe Fortenbaugh,
1: ESPN betting analyst, joining us, Canty and Carlin, on ESPN Radio. Now, this September, Disney Plus is back in action with exciting new premieres from Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and The Simpsons. This month only, you can get Disney Plus for just $1.99 for one month. Offer available now until Monday, and then $7.99 a month. All these and more now streaming. In just moments, there is a lot more talk starting to bubble up, and something is going to have to be done about it. What are we talking about? We'll explain. Canty
4: and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Greenie, the podcast.
5: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
4: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What is the sports radio equivalent of a chip block?
1: That's a great question.
3: Because this conversation has been spurned by Micah Parsons complaining about Leonard Fournette chipping him on Sunday night. Yeah. What's the sports radio version of that?
1: Like um, you're, you're
3: rushing one guy, and then right. out of nowhere, you get clipped by somebody else and decleted. Uh. I'm gonna say, Nuno.
0: What about this? I I would say it's you having a really good point during a pre-show meeting, and then Carlin just takes it and makes it like it's yeah, that's like he pirates it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh wait a minute, Alan Hahn when he steals your your There you go. (laughs) That's
3: it.
1: That
0: is it. And goes on get up and throws it out there. He came up with it.
1: (laughs) Thousand percent. (laughs) Grand Theft Hahn. That's what we should start calling him.
6: Canty and Carlin,
1: ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have over 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. This Robert Sarver situation is not going away now we know earlier in the week uh, Adam Silver addressed the media the league uh, has suspended him for one year of course the owner of the Phoenix Suns because of misogynistic and racist comments and misogynistic behavior some inappropriate behavior and over the last couple of days there has been bigger and bigger names that have come forward and disagreed with the league's decision to only suspend him as opposed to taking the franchise away from him. First it was LeBron. Yep. Then CP3 got involved. Now it is the minority owner of the Phoenix Suns, who is the, the basically right there, who is saying he uh, he needs to give up ownership of the team. And just because he owns the team doesn't mean that he should be able to do anything like the inappropriate behavior that he's been uh, accused of and therefore punished for. Now, Chris, PayPal, who is a major sponsor of the Phoenix Suns, says they will not be involved with the Suns as long as Robert Sarver stays on board with the team. And I hate to put it this way, but it's just a fact. When the money starts getting pulled from advertisers, that's when things happen. And when one advertiser does it, no other advertiser is going to put, them in a, put themselves in a place where they are going to be morally inferior to another, especially a high-profile one like PayPal. There's no doubt
3: about it. And that's when you start to see change when it affects the bottom line, right? And that's across all sports. And so when it comes to this situation with Robert Sarver, first of all, let me say this, Carlin. The firm that the NBA hired to do the investigation, Wachtell Lipton, who's based here in New York, they are above reproach. They they do an outstanding job. They have a stellar reputation. So I am in full support of the findings that they came out with in their report. I'm accepting that as fact, Mm -hmm. as gospel in this particular situation. And if that be the case, then Robert Sarver should no longer be a part of the NBA. It's a privilege, it's not a right. And I don't care that he's a billionaire and I don't care that he worked hard to get his money to buy the team. It is a privilege to be a part of professional sports. It's a privilege to be a part of the NBA. And there's no amount of context that can be laid out to explain or you know try to rationalize what Robert Sarver said in terms of the racial slurs and the sexual innuendo that he used around women employees or the misogynistic attitudes in the environment that he fostered. It's reminiscent of what we heard from Daniel Snyder with the Washington Commanders. And and quite frankly, I didn't think the NFL did a great job in terms of their punishment uh, of Daniel Snyder. But in this instance, instance, when you have sponsors, when you have players, especially guys as prominent as LeBron James and CP3, then the NBA has to take stronger action.
1: And this is going to happen, I believe. Yeah, I, because the more and more that it builds up, the more and more the league is going to look bad for what they did. Yeah. And and as we heard Adam Silver say the other day, he said, it's not up to me, it's up to the league as a whole. And that means the other owners have to realize that this is going to be a bad situation.
3: And, and And you're right, Carlin, I think we all understand that. But it shouldn't be Adam, the case. Adam Silver saying that to me is a little bit of a cop out. You think and I, so? And I have the utmost respect. I, Adam I, I think Adam Silver has done an I,
1: amazing job. I think he's the best commissioner at sports. I, I, That's do, he I, blew do, it.
3: I do. And I feel like he fell short here. I agree. I think he should say, if it was up to me, Robert Sauver wouldn't have a team. I, if it was my decision, he wouldn't have a team. And you put the ball in those other owners court. Because if you want to be the, on the forefront of social justice and social change, you can't pick and choose your spots. Well, you have to be consistent in terms of how you attack these particular issues, even if it's one of the governors in your league that that doesn't uphold the standard that you say you want to stand for.
1: So the minority owner, Jamna Najafi, called for Sarver's resignation and said, look, and Cynical people would say, "Well, he's just trying to get the get the majority ownership." He's like, "I don't want it." Yeah, he's trying to say, "I can't stand by in good faith and do that." And then here's the other thing that I, that bothers me to no end about this situation. If this was on tape, we wouldn't be having this discussion. It would have been over with already, and he would have been out, like it was with Donald Sterling. If this situation had been on tape in any way, and it had been even remotely made public, this already would have been over. Chris. And that should not be where the difference is. I fully believe that. That shouldn't have to be the burden of proof, especially no.
3: when you have these stories corroborated by several employees, Carlin. And we're not just talking about
1: well, not, I'm not even talking about burden of proof, though. I'm talking about public perception. When it's there for people to hear it, it makes it that much worse. Well, maybe when it
3: is. Maybe when it's there to be heard. But Carlin,
1: it's spelled out in the report. It's in black and white. Yes, but Chris, the Donald Sterling thing was America, audio. America, I, America I under, heard it. I understand, Carlin, and, and that's why I
3: led with the report that yeah. was issued by Wachtell, Lipton, and they did an amazing and, and, job. And, and, and my whole point is this: it's in the report. And it's been corroborated, not only with interviews, but with phone calls, with text messages. They did their due diligence. This was a long investigation. And these were their findings. And based on what they found and and reading through it and, well, skimming through it for me, but others that have read through it more thoroughly, they're saying the NBA fell short in terms of their discipline of Robert Sarver. And quite frankly, he should no longer be a part of the league. And Carlin when LeBron James says it, when CP3 says it, when the vice chairman and minority owner says it, when PayPal, one of the key sponsors of the Suns, says it, then I'm going to take their word for it. At what, what is it going to take to remove this man from his position as governor of the Phoenix Suns?
1: I agree, and this is the thing. I hate the fact that that's the case, but I think by the middle of next week, because this is picking up steam, he that will, will not to the That will team. be the
3: reality. And you know yes. what, Carlin? You're probably right. Which is probably
1: why the NFL didn't have an actual report that was released. (laughs) No, it's not probably. It's why. But, Chris. Daniel Snyder. One last one. If you're the league, and remember, they're they're still technically poking around the Daniel Snyder thing. That thing's still on hold outside of the actual report because they're doing another investigation after the fact. Yeah. If you're the NFL and you watch this happen with Sarver, and and if he loses it next week, not... If, like, you need to be paying very close attention and stop defending these owners and behavior. Yeah. You need to step up and do something because just like I talked about with an advertiser being morally inferior to another advertiser who pulled out, one league cannot position themselves as being morally inferior to the NBA. Can't do that. That is horrible business. It's not even the right reason. We all know the right reason. Daniel Snyder shouldn't be on that team anymore. No, he shouldn't. He just shouldn't. And we've seen more than enough evidence. Will the league actually pay attention to what goes on here? I'm willing to say, yeah. They better. I hope so. If they know what's good for them. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in to an NL West battle tomorrow night. The Giants host the Dodgers, presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage begins 8:30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. And the ESPN app. Well, it is the segment that America waits for each and every week. It is entitled, Who You Got? It stars hashtag Bubba. And that will be coming your way in just moments. And it will include our ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge selections for this week. If you're unfamiliar, we started last week with each show picking... The same three games up against one another, collectively doing it. So Chris and I will collectively make our pick to go up against Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, to go up against Greeny, to go up against uh, Spain and Fitz, Bart and, and Freddie and Fitzsimmons, and Barton and Hahn later on. Hahn will probably steal all your picks. Of course. Because that's how this goes. And, <laughs> but this is the point. We are off to a 2-1 start. I'm looking to make that 5-1 this week. Let's do it.
4: macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year head to macy's.com giftfinder today that's macy's.com giftfinder 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are
2: always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify <laughs> shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business
6: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: I still can't get over some of the things that were going on in that game between the Chiefs and Chargers. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. It's the, the most egregious thing is not having a feel for when he has to get his quarterback out of the game. I, I get it that he threw a touchdown pass after that. I don't care about that, Doesn't though. matter. I don't
3: care about that. Carlin, you saw it. There was an opportunity for Justin Herbert to take off and scramble for a first down and deciding in that moment, I'm not going to run because I'm in so much pain. Let me just throw the ball out of bounds yeah. and go to the next down. Think about that. If he can't move around to that degree, then he can't protect himself in the pocket. He can't manipulate the pocket and get away from trouble. If he can't get away from pressure, he's a sitting duck. Why would you jeopardize the future of your franchise and the season for your team by allowing Justin Herbert to take unnecessary punishment? That's the part that doesn't make sense to me, and that's unforgivable as far as I'm concerned. As a football fan sitting here today, I'm just happy that it didn't get any worse for Justin Herbert, because it could have had that Chiefs
1: defensive line been able to get to him even more. Oh, oh there's no doubt, and and that's why like, they were teeing off at that point.
3: Oh, yeah. What are we doing? You saw Chris Jones on the sideline, Carlin. He was like, hey man, let's get after him. We can see he's a little bit nicked up. Let's go get him. It was, it was blood to sharks. Yep. That it was a feeding frenzy. And he got hit another time after Mike Dana put the initial hit on him, Carlin. And, and even in that one, it took him some time to get up. I was concerned for Justin Fields' welfare at that point. And if you're Brandon Staley, you gotta understand, down 10 points, is it worth it to risk? the long-term health of my quarterback to try to get this win in week two. No, it's not. The answer I would have is no, especially with an expanded regular season. You got 17 games. You'll be okay if Justin Herbert
1: can't finish out a game that you're probably not going to win anyway. And then there's other situations I felt like he didn't have a feel for either. Uh, You know, first quarter, on fourth and two at the 18, just in terms of strategic, he – opts to kick a field goal, and I'm sorry, if you're coming into the game and you're trying to make a statement, a field goal is not going to beat Patrick Mahomes, and we know that, and there are a couple of times later, not both of them, but two fourth and twos at midfield, uh, you know, Captain Gambler all over, over there all of a sudden doesn't want to go for it in that spot. I don't get it. I... Plus,
3: plus, you have the situation in the second half with the no huddle right there at the goal line when Gerald Everett,
1: the tight end, yeah. is trying to get out of the game. Get him out of the game, and, and you're not you know, paying attention. He, did, he
3: didn't get out of the game. He was loafing on that play. That opened the door for Jalen Watson to have a 99-yard interception return for a touchdown.
0: Previously on Greeny.
4: I still don't think the Bears are going to be any good this year, but Justin Fields is a good player in the right circumstance. You put Justin Fields where Trey Lance is right now, we wouldn't be having this conversation. They got it wrong, and the entire league, they get this. This frustrates me no end. These quote-unquote geniuses who evaluate talent in the NFL, and they talk themselves out of the right decision all the time.
1: That's Weekly Rewind. It's brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. I heard Grinny talking about that earlier in the week. A little early for that, though, isn't it? Uh, To say that they got it wrong already? Well, about Trey Lance, we don't know the answer to that yet. That's what I'm saying, But here's where I'd agree with him. If we're talking about Justin Fields in New York with the Jets, are we having a different conversation than we are with Zach Wilson? I think we are. I think Justin Fields has the Jets in a much better situation than Zach Wilson does right now. Much, much better. I think Justin Fields, with the weapons that the Jets have, would be very, very interesting to watch. I think that would. I mean, we t- like. I worry. I, I felt like Fields was one A to Trevor Lawrence, not okay. two. One A. Okay. Based on his ability to make certain throws and. I think he's an incredibly intelligent guy. Yeah. Um, I would say that if you had been the Jets and taken Fields with that second pick as opposed to Wilson, none of these discussions we'd be having. And I do worry about Fields being in a place in Chicago where he could get ruined by not having guys around him and a regime that didn't draft him.
3: Yeah, I worry about those things, too. And you also worry about him being kept upright by that offensive line. But those are similar concerns that we have for Zach Wilson with the Jets. Here's the thing about the hypotheticals. You can never prove them, and that's why I hesitate to go down that road. But here's the deal. Neither one of those franchises has a very good track record when it comes to developing draft picks at the quarterback position. So you worry – about those guys when they go to those franchises. Conversely, when Kyle Shanahan decides he's going to draft a quarterback and forks over three first-round draft picks in order to do it, you give that guy the benefit of the doubt because Kyle Shanahan seems like he knows what he's doing. Most of the time, quarterbacks play well under Kyle Shanahan. Think back to when he had RG3 in his rookie year set the world on fire in terms of his productivity, got that team to the playoffs. Think back to Atlanta Falcons 2016. Matt Ryan has an MVP year. Who's the offensive coordinator? It's Kyle Shanahan. So it's situations like that. Even with Jimmy Garoppolo coming over after the trade from the Patriots, that was when the San Francisco 49ers franchise took a turn and became a perennial power. And so now you're hoping that a quarterback that has more upside in terms of his physical ability is going to – end up having more productivity and lead to championship-level winning for the 49ers brass.
1: Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Canty and Carlin. uh, Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. One performance I am very interested in Sunday is Tom Brady. Against the Saints. Mm. We know that the Bucs have not had luck with the Saints since Brady has gotten there. For whatever reason, New Orleans has had his number.
3: Oh, we know the reason. It's that defense. Yes. That defense is a problem and, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, offense. They
1: have made uh, life very difficult for him when they have faced him so far. Now, on the flip side, I was really impressed with what the Buccaneers' defense did the other night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though, you know, what they were doing with Dak uh, the whole entire game, what they were doing with the Cowboys' offense had nothing to do with the injury because that didn't come until late. Yeah. Um, I I really, though, wonder about Brady. And and this is just strange to say when it comes to Tom Brady. Against that defense, considering the trouble he's had before, and just frankly, everything going on around him, Chris, I – I wonder if his play is going to get affected this year by it. Because even the other night, I I thought he was fine. I didn't think that that was any kind of vintage Brady performance.
3: No, it didn't feel like it. And here's the thing that you worry about. With Donovan Smith out of the lineup, the interior trio for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being reshuffled due to injury that they had in the preseason. Can they hold up against the defensive front? from the New Orleans Saints. I'm talking about Cam Jordan. I'm talking about David Anyamata and Marcus Davenport, not to mention Demario Davis when he decides to run through on blitzes. Can they hold up against that group? I don't know that they can. When they were whole the last couple of years, they hadn't been able to hold up against that defensive front. They've had Tom Brady under siege. So that's a concern going into this matchup. But the thing that I, I look at as an under-the-radar game within the game the wide receivers for the New Orleans Saints going up against the secondary for the Tampa Bay Bucs. Mm. Like, I want to see what Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean and Antoine Winfield Jr. do against Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. Because did you see the fourth quarter that Jameis Winston was able to put up against the Atlanta Falcons? Yep. I mean, he was 13-16, 213 yards and two touchdowns. And if Michael Thomas is waking up and if he's fully healthy to go along with Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry – that's going to be a problem, and I'm not sure that that secondary for the Bucks is going to be able to contain those guys.
1: Let's remember one thing, though. You use the phrase woke up. That's what it took because they woke up later. Winston had not done anything until the fourth quarter.
3: Well, I'm glad you say he hadn't done anything because that's including not making any turnovers, not making any mistakes. And You're that's for 50 yards. Yeah, and that's fine. But I'll take Jameis Winston not turning the football over with that defense supporting you because that defense is always going to give you a chance. And if you look at the games that they've played between the Bucs and the Saints, it's going to always be a one-possession game. So if the defense can keep that game close, I have confidence much more so in the New Orleans Saints offense that they're going to be able to make the difference, make the plays down the stretch that's going to lead to winning.
1: Well, that brings us to. Hashtag KOD. K-O-D. Uh oh. The Kiss of Death. It is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. This is one of our games that we have to pick for the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge the Bucks and the Saints. Chris, uh, I, I really get the sense that you are leaning heavily, heavily toward the New Orleans Saints in this game. Is that where collectively you would like us to go in this game that is correct how do you feel about that i feel okay about that it is tampa bay minus two and a half so the saints are getting points at home and i think that's the direction that we have to go so we're gonna put the hashtag kod on the new orleans saints
4: Life is a series of choices.
1: Who you got? Make a decision.
5: Say it! Say it! All
1: right,
0: I'll say it. Who you got?
1: It is time for Who You Got. It is time for Bubba. So, Bubba, we made the first pick right there with the Bucks and the Saints with the kiss kiss of death on the New Orleans Saints. Got it. Let's roll. Got it recorded. Who You
0: Got brought to you by Granger. And as you mentioned, we got the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Freddie and Fitzsimmons atop of everyone, three and zero. Everyone else though, two and one. So it's there for the taking. Greeny also, by the way, went Saints plus two and a half. Okay. So we're all we're all squared away. We're good to go. Next game, Bears at Packers. This one, Green Bay minus ten. Who you got here? That's a whole lot of respect for the Green Bay Packers.
1: It really is. And look, I don't think the Bears' defense is all that bad. I, I, I think overall the Bears are not a good football team. I still think there's a good chance they could have the, the worst overall record in the league, even though they started 1-0. Can I get too influenced by week one in the rain? I kind of think I can. I, I'm, I'm tempted to lay the 10 here because are we going to see a ticked-off Aaron Rodgers? What's your thought? Well, i tell you what, if it's a close game, then I don't think Aaron Rodgers is
3: going to be screaming R-E-L-A-X. My initial lean was the Chicago Bears, but you sound like you're saying it with your chest with the Green Bay Packers. I am. So let's lay the
1: 10 points and go with Aaron
3: Rodgers in the pack.
1: Game's in Green Bay, too. Here's the thing. We can't
3: lose because if they don't cover, then that's going to give us something to talk about with the Green Bay Packers (laughs) early next week.
1: (laughs) That is true. So we will go uh, Packers minus 10 right there for game number two. Bubba! All right, and Greeny, for the record,
0: went Bears... Plus ten. Wow! Last game for the Pick'em Challenge: Patriots at Steelers. That game is on ESPN Radio. I know Chris Carlin; you are calling that game, so you won't make the pick. Yes, I it's... will. Okay, you will. Yeah, Great. no, I don't. I, listen,
1: I don't subscribe to that. All right. I, <laughs> make a pick. I am not. I am not a fraudulent announcer who will not pick the game in advance. There we go. I have. All right, will make integrity. a pick. It's New England minus two. I'm gonna. I would. I would say in this spot. They got to do it. They got to do it. It's a got to have have to win this game. So here's the difference for me. Okay. I feel like without TJ Watt, this could be a situation for the Steelers where their defense plays exceptionally well. And then it boils down to Trubisky and it boils down to a turnover or two. And I just feel like it's coming. Yeah. I just feel like it's coming. My inclination is Patriots minus two here.
3: Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Let's roll with that. Patriots laying the two points.
1: That's right, Bubba. I am not a cop-out artist in any way. By the way. Works for me. Just briefly, uh, I thought you were not going to be wearing Cowboys gear the rest of the year because you felt like it was over. Uh I I can't give him up. I mean, I'm, I can't imagine him wearing him too many Mondays. That uh, much
0: is right. for sure. But... Bubba's got
1: his Micah Parsons jersey on today. I don't. Well, I well
0: if it's not going to be over, then it's
3: going to be because of number eleven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Right, fair exactly.
0: I,
1: I can't give up on him. He's at least trying.
0: Out That's there. fair. I don't want to give up on him. By the way, Greeny went uh, Steelers plus two. Steelers plus two. So that concludes the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. But I got two more games for you. Go so you settle down. We got two more. Mm. First being. Bengals at the aforementioned Cowboys, but unfortunately, this one is Cincinnati minus seven. Who you got here?
1: I hate to say it, Bubba. I I got Cincinnati minus seven. I I just don't see how the Bengals after last week are going to play that poorly again, turn it over that many times again, still had a chance to win, and it's Cooper Rush.
3: It could be Cincinnati minus 10, and I'm still taking the Bengals. All right, yeah. easy yeah. there. <laughs> well, you can say what you ever want to say, but <laughs> uh, here's the thing. The, the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to struggle mightily, okay, mightily. That means that you're going to get more possessions for Joe Burrow in that Bengals offense. As great as Michael Parsons is, he can't be all over the field. He can't cover everybody. I'm looking for Jamar Chase to light up that secondary.
1: What he said, Bubba. And I will be on the call with Sal Powell on Sunday for that game on ESPN Radio. Very much looking forward to that at 1 o'clock. Coverage begins noon with our pregame show, Kevin Winter.
0: All right, last one for picks, Dolphins at Ravens. And this one is Baltimore minus 3.5. Who you got here? Baltimore, and I'm laying the three and a half, and guess what?
3: It ain't going down like it did last year on that Thursday night fiasco when the Baltimore Ravens had no answer for cover zero. Mm. Lamar Jackson said it this week that we're going to have an answer for it. I think Lamar Jackson's going to go down there with a point to prove. They're going to put it on that Dolphins defense.
1: This could be a tough two-a-day yes tough to
3: a day yes i and would say if i do say so myself
1: i think the folks from two and on are going to be a little bit upset <laughs> with what happens What'd you call it two and on <laughs> i can't claim credit for making that up i didn't but baba oh my I, gosh yeah I, i'm rolling with the ravens here as well yeah all right, very good. Who you got brought to you by
0: Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. though is always, always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And tomorrow is my 20th high school reunion. Oh, wow. So where do you guys stand on high school reunions? Have
1: you guys attended any? Do I went. enjoy to, them? Would you go in the future? Who you got? I went to my 10th. Uh, I have not gone since, but I would go. I would absolutely go. Uh, I would also add that at my 10th, I still had hair. Mm. And that would, it, by this point, if they don't know that I'm bald, you know, <laughs> it's not going to matter. And, I mean, I, I hate to sound like a jerk, but I look at the job I have. How do yeah. I not go and rub it in the face of all the other... Clowns!
3: Wow, you. you're such a this terrible. Well, the ones, that, the, people, you're a that,
1: human the being. people that made my life you miserable. Those people. A clown. Well, they, I want to say it. they helped to motivate you, so you could get to this point. Do you know? You I, went, your I went to all boys Catholic high school. I got in That's nine. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, no, it wasn't a choice. <laughs> I, I, I got in nine fights my freshman year. It was yeah. like Lord of the Flies, dude. Okay, oh, so for yeah. nine. Are they, uh, exactly said, right? <laughs> <laughs> Over oh yeah. nine. Maybe I went one and eight. <laughs> but did you at least pinch one of them? Did I pinch one? Uh, I'm just saying. Sounds I, like you caught a lot of L's. I, I caught a few L's because I didn't know how to fight, but I definitely connected a couple of okay. times. Okay, and
3: so you want to go back and rub it in these guys' faces?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, there are a few you're, of them that I would terrible, like to stick you're a to. a terrible That's human all. Being. Here's what I'll say.
3: I, I missed my 20th high school reunion. I'm scheduled to be inducted into my high school's Hall of Fame. Oh! So, whoa, 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 whoa. so, so I'm hoping... Schedule permitting, that I'll be able to make it to there in October. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. high school Hall of Fame. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Same high school as Daniel Jones and Anthony Morrow, by the way. You want to claim Daniel Jones? Top ten pick in the NFL draft. I mean, does your high school
0: claim you, Carlin? No. Right. (laughs)
3: Exactly. Most
1: famous uh, Most famous alum from my high school is Danny DeVito. Oh, that's pretty Uh, good. That's pretty good. That's pretty pretty good. 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 Then the fall off to me. I'll be (laughs) uh, inducted into
0: the Board Hall of Fame in January. I'm looking forward to that. Let me know if you want me to be the guy who inducts
1: you, Bubba. I'll happily do it.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.